Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Chaos and Shadow podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm joined by my co-host, Pagan. Pagan, how are you doing tonight? I am doing very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, I am doing very well. This evening, we are joined by our friends Eric and Lalva from Spirit World Center. Eric, Lalva, welcome to Chaos and Shadow. This is going to be our very first time having you on, introing you to our audience. We were just talking a little bit before that you were on Pagan's Witchy Corner, but this is going to be a beautiful night to share all of your excitement with us. Tell us all about what you do. And if you would like, we'll pass it straight to you so you can just introduce yourself right off the top. Well, thank you so much for having us. It's yes. a pleasure to be here. And I was just making the comment to Lauva before the show. This is actually our first live recording where we were going through to, oh, wow. to Twitch while recording. It this. took done... me like 10 minutes before. It's like, oh, by the way, <laughs> we're going to be live on Twitch. I'm like... I didn't know. I just got the update and I'm like, I, I just got a message. I was like, oh, okay. Twitch notification. Why not? Live with it. Yeah, we've done like many podcasts, but the first one live. So, yeah. but yeah, this is going to be exciting for yes. sure. Um, so yeah, uh, we. I'm Eric and this is Laova. Hello. <laughs> uh, we're from the, the Spirit World Center. Um, yes. Basically, we have an online school and community where we teach people how to work with the spirit world through various modalities, but one of them being uh, shamanism. Yes. And uh, as well as intuition and mediumship and all that, but very strongly kind of in that shamanic path. And, um, you know, one thing we like to do is uh, educating the public about what is possible with uh, with shamanism? What's even possible with working with the spirit world? Yeah, pretty much, you know, taking away this, uh, what I call like this, this ghostbuster attitude towards the spirits and well, being more open and interacting in new ways, seeing that there's not just like uh, things that you can kind of throw away else elsewhere and seeing that this uh, kind of a what we call an ecosystem of different spirits and then you can navigate that world and uh, you can uh, uh, receive guidance healing protection blessings from uh, the spirit world and this is actually amazing and plus when you understand the spirit world then you you know how to protect yourself from uh, these unwanted being uh, that can haunt your house and so on. Yeah, it's a bit of our, you know, I, I like to call it our spirit advocacy, where we we like to encourage people to not think of things like if something goes bump in the night, don't think, oh, it's a demon. I need to go get salt and exercise the place <laughs> Just and like salt get everything, everything away. <laughs> you know, realize there's there's a lot of things out there that are possible. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh uh you know it's it's good to be nice to the spirits and work with them and have symbiosis, yes. right? It's you know you have parasitism where something you know takes and takes, but then you have symbiosis where two organisms work together to create something very positive right yes. and so that's something that we like to to educate about the the potential for working with the spiritual realms in that way yes and so so you know shamanism in in a nutshell um is going into a trance so going in and altered state of mind i'm always butchering that word so altered state of mind <laughs> and uh i have french moment too sometimes i forget english word and so you get in that zone you know where you are receptive open you're kind of centered but at the same time you feel that connection with uh, the extraordinary the non-ordinary non around you and so when you are in that state then you can connect with the spirit world and receive guidance healing messages and so on and then you bring back that wonderful treasure 
and you bring it in your realm to heal yourself, help yourself, or help others with it. So now, this is a shamanic practitioner. You can be a shaman, and the shaman is usually a call from the spirit. You don't really choose that, and it is um, uh, usually the shaman won't call itself a shaman. It is the community around them that will call them so because it is they can see it by their achievement and so on but everyone is welcome to be a shamanic practitioner which is to connect with the spirit world for yourself and maybe your family and so on and then just you know help around you with the help of the spirits that that's for sure yes and shamanism really is this universal technology i like to say because it it relies on the birthright of all humanity which is basically the ability to enter into trance and have these non-ordinary states of consciousness where you expand your mind and you're able to access uh, things from this greater consciousness realm and so of course that comes up again and again across culturally and throughout time to the very the very uh, beginnings of humanity and and it's so it's like water, right? It, it's something that it is H2O, but it can be poured into many different glasses, many different mugs, different cultures. Uh, but ultimately, you have that that entering into trance and working with the spirits, right? And uh, and so of course that means it can be used in many different traditions as well. Um, many uh, pagan practitioners use shamanic techniques. Uh, many, uh, many Christians even uh, can use shamanic techniques because you're reaching out and touching and connecting with various consciousnesses, right? Yes. Um, in fact, you can, uh, I'm even uh, helping someone who is a, a Buddhist practitioner uh, engage in shamanic techniques and they're connecting with uh, their own particular deities within Tibetan uh, Tibetan. Uh, um, Buddhism, and yeah. and also helping them in many ways because uh, you know sometimes in a spiritual practice when it's about let's say focusing the mind, um, it, the practice perhaps isn't focusing on things that can happen to your soul like soul loss and and things like this. Um, in the same way that you have to heal the body sometimes so that you can continue a, a spiritual practice. Sometimes you have to heal the soul mm-hmm. so you can continue with a spiritual practice, right? And so yeah, shamanism fits in a lot of different practices because yeah. you have you know what you're doing over here but then you have okay this is healing for the soul that is you know prevalent throughout all cultures now throughout all time yes so. that is beautifully described and so wonderful i love the way that you guys always when you have come on my show you've described this so many times and i love it every single time because it's just a beautiful description the way that you guys put it um, so for those who don't really know a whole lot about the different aspects of shamanism, like, could you talk, touch a little bit about some of the rituals that are um, kind of involved with it, such as like um, soul loss, like you just mentioned, or uh, specific cleansing works? Can you talk a little bit about that? Of course. Um, so shamanism in terms of healing practice uh what you have to understand is that there are things that you can call back into you and call back for your soul and there are things that can get out of you so send away away. thank you and so uh when it comes to things that you call back inside of you we call them uh soul parts or soul retrieval 
and you have also power retrieval. Now, soul retrieval or soul loss when it happened is usually, uh, and we all have this, you know, in our lives at some point, it's usually related to childhood trauma, uh, any kind of abuse in life, toxic relationship, uh, that really it's, it's when you feel that kind of a void inside of you when you feel that you're not the same, you lack, you know, energy, you can have problem of sleeping. You can feel sad and just, you know, like just down all the time. And you're like, oh, life is hard. This is usually it is your soul saying, Hey, wake up. You know, there's something wrong with the life right now. We have to heal ourselves. Now, soul loss means that this part of you is just checking out. It's too much at this moment for that part of you to deal with reality. It go hide somewhere in the spirit world. It leaves you with a sensation that you have a hole, that somewhere is empty. There's something missing. So when you have that, it, it's then then you 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 can go back in the spirit world, bring back that part of you, and uh, make peace with it. And then there's a lot of what we call integration work where you find ways in your life to feel to make this part of you feel safe healed and at home again and you you know you kind of cultivate this uh, way so it can be one with you fully uh, again now so that is like a soul loss now power loss is kind of a little less intense okay so power loss is usually when you feel that you have a lack of energy focus or concentration you can feel like life is hard but it's not uh, as deep you know and it is usually when um you like let's say you're not setting boundaries with someone when you are not listening to uh, your heart, when you're doing a job that, you know, has no meaning for you, just draining you every day and you just do nothing about it. And then uh, let's say, or, or <clears throat> you are not connected with nature. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Feeling like you're a part of it. And then you just, you feel like this lack of, of vitality, vital force inside of you coming from a different sources. Now, if you don't listen to a power loss, like if you keep getting in the same situation or you accumulate tons of different little power loss together because of your lifestyle, it can lead to soul loss because ultimately you feel just the weight of all this power draining you and you, f- you are ultimately vulnerable and uh, part of you is like, that's too much. I need a better life. Okay. And just uh, to put things into perspective, yes. uh, when we're talking about power loss, you can also see that as, let's say, life force, right? Yes. It's very mm-hmm. similar to chi or prana and all this, mm-hmm. right? It's that, that that will, that vitality that keeps you going, right? So certain lifestyle factors can definitely, you know, reduce that that, vital, that vital force in you. And so, you know, you want to have a an existence that is in harmony yes. with who you are in your deepest way. And then you have access to all that, that life force, right? You want to be in touch with nature. You want to be, have meaning in life and all this. Uh, and so, yeah, when you, when you lose that vital force to enough extreme, absolutely. Then you can have that soul loss. And just to put that into context, when we're talking about soul in this, you can definitely swap out soul for consciousness, right? This, this pure awareness, this consciousness that you come into this human body with, um, it's possible for, you know, for things to be so bad, let's say a traumatic, a traumatic incident 
or your life is just, you know, so bad that literally part of your awareness can't handle it anymore and leaves. And it, it, but it's doing a, a specific job in there because it's basically self-sacrificing. It's saying, okay, this trauma, let's say, is so terrible that I'm going to take the awareness of that felt experience of that trauma, and I'm going to take that consciousness, that, that, that awareness, and I'm going to peel off from the rest of the system and head off into the spirit world where I will be, a, that piece of consciousness is now alone with that felt experience of that trauma so that the person, even if they have a memory of that event, doesn't have to deal every day with that with that felt experience. And that equally applies to, let's say, a bad life as well, yeah. where it's taking a lot of that felt experience so that the person can not have to face it at that moment, right? Unfortunately, mm-hmm. when you do that, that soul healing, then that can bring up a lot of that. You have to process some of that, uh, some of that felt experience as that consciousness comes back to you. Yes. And is the thing is that when it goes away, then you are left with some kind of hole that you try to heal, but then, or feel, but then when you're not, you don't have the tool to heal yourself from that trauma. It can be shamanism, but it can be, you know, therapy and so on. It doesn't have to be shamanism exactly. But uh, when you don't take care of that part, then you develop what coping mechanism that you know leads you to a lot of self-sabotage usually you know you can fall into uh, addiction you can fall into all these different type of of behavior or it can also just appear in a lot of anxiety a lot of you know insomnia and it can appear in different ways like that in your life that then you because you're not healing here then the or you know so part um it's just you're they try to send you a signal for you to realize that there's something to work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, you know, so there's many different aspects of, of shamanism. And I mean that's yeah, one of the, the things about shamanism is that's very much about creating relationship, right? And so with the spiritual realms and with your guides and with your guardian spirit and all this. And so there's many ways to do that. And it's one of the most core elements is something called shamanic journeying. And that is where you enter into trance and then you basically send your consciousness off on a journey. It's like astral traveling, but you know, while astral Mm -hmm. traveling is often to another place in the material world for viewing or something like that, um, journeying, shamanic journeying actually is sending you to the spiritual realms, right? To the spirit world. And the curious thing about that is that the spirit world, it's its something ineffable, right? It, it's not following the same laws of our physical world. It's not a place of time and space. You know, it it's beyond all of this. And so when you send your consciousness out to interact with the spirit world, what happens is that, you know, the spirits, they look back and they look into you and they look at your inner spiritual vocabulary, right? Who is this person? What can they understand? How do they see reality? Because what they want to do is they want to give you a message. And so it's very much like a lucid dream then that you experience when the spirits are interacting with you, where they, uh, the, the experience itself is not literally true let's say, right? But rather, you are experiencing all these symbols and interacting with beings who are giving you certain appearances in order to express some meaning, 
right? So they've, Mm -hmm. they've looked inside of you, they've read your inner dream dictionary, right? (laughs) And they are using, (laughs) let's say symbols that will get a meaning across to you. Um, And so it's, it's very much this, uh, uh, yeah, this lucid dream-like experience that imparts a certain message. And then of course, there's things like uh, shamanic uh, ceremony, right? Where without having to go into that trance space or well, into a journey space, you can enter into this kind of calm, relaxed trance space while just working in the physical world, calling in the directions, calling in the spirits to be present with you, giving offerings and having that exchange more in material space. So that's that's another possibility. Um, and then there's, uh, what else is there? There's dream work. You can do shamanic dream work. Where you Everything is, shamanism is at the root of all the practice that you, you know, you learn in witchcraft, that you learn in psychic power, the, uh, astrology and so on. But what is really at the core, core, core of shamanism and where it's permeable in every other practice you can have is the trance Mm -hmm. is to get into that sweet spot where you pretty much channel or are in symbiosis with the other world. And then you do the, well, what you intend to do, it can be to travel, to do a soul flight or shamanic journey. And even like pot working, there's so many words for it. And then there's this, then you can do that. You can also do the trance uh, by dancing, chanting, mantra, Mm -hmm. uh, um, trance postures. And all of this is really just, there's all these different type of ways to get into that zone because we're all different. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. drumming, of course. And so some people, they find drumming too aggressive and they prefer binaural beats when I'm like, well, go for it. Just listen to your binaural beats. If it's what gets you into the trance, I don't care about what gets you into the trance. I want you to be in the trance. So, you know, and, and that's the thing. If it's dancing, if it's singing, if it's, you do what you got to do to get there in that space. And then you, with the intent, you have always one intent. It's important to be, to have, a clarity for what you want. And this is not specific to shamanism. This you will find out any type of manifestation work um, that you are, uh, you know, any kind of tool you're using. So it's clarity is a key and also having good questions. I would say when you, when you are working with the spirit, if your question sucks, your answer will suck too. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just how it goes. And sometimes, you know, they, the guides, they will, they will roll their eyes until like, oh, was about mm-hmm. time you asked that one? Because the thing is, they respect your free will. They respect who you are and your rhythm of growth. And they won't go, uh, you know, they won't tell you more or other things. They will really just be asking you what you're asking for. And they can uh, apply uh, what is called upaya, right, Eric? Do you want to explain that? You're really good at explaining that one. Well, upaya is a very, um, upaya actually comes from, uh, from Buddhism. And it's the idea that your spiritual master might not tell you the complete truth at the moment because he wants to guide you down the path. And if he told you the actual truth, you might not be ready for it, or you might misunderstand it, or it might get you acting in ways that are actually uh, against where you really want to go. And 
And so instead, they will give you kind of a, a transitional truth, right? Something that is kind of is going to point you in the right direction um, because it's about the path that you're on and not necessarily knowing this absolute truth. The example that's given often is, you know, imagine that you're a parent outside a burning house and you have three of your children in the house and the house is on fire. Well, you know that if you yell at the house and yell into the house and say, kids, kids, the house is on fire, they're going to panic. They are going to do something silly, like they're going to try and uh, grab their favorite possessions and put themselves in danger by spending time, right? They will not do the right thing if they are in that panic situation. So instead, what you do is you yell into the house and you say, kids, kids, remember every gift that Santa Claus didn't get you? They're all outside here. Remember that pony I didn't get you for your fifth <laughs> birthday? It's out here. Come on, kids. I got stuff for you, right? And the kids are going to come running out of that burning house, having never known it was burning. And so this, of course, is something that you encounter with the spirits a lot in that sometimes they will tell you something that is good enough for the moment that will get you on the path, get you closer to where you need to go, but it's not necessarily the ultimate truth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we do have a question from one of our people in chat. Um, they want to know, is it possible to get those perceptions back? And this is kind of going back to talking about those perceptions um, of your soul without the trauma. They have PTSD and they really would like to their spiritual awareness um, they feel like their spiritual awareness has been definitely muted with the trauma. So is there any way for them to experience that without the, the trauma? And I apologize for the dog saying hi to everyone. It's thundering here. So <laughs> yeah, experiencing that without the trauma coming back. Um, yes, yes. I mean, there's, uh, there's many, many ways to release that trauma. Um, one way that is very powerful is EFT, um, uh, EFT practice where you're tapping on certain meridians while, uh, while keeping awareness of the trauma that you're uh, trying to, to let go. Um, this definitely is advised for you know, more extreme forms of trauma where you really don't want to experience that uh, again. Um, there's, there's, um, there's other ways I would, I would advise, I would advise actually looking at a, um, another practitioner by the name of Peter Mark Adams. He, uh, he and his wife have pioneered uh, a methodology that actually goes beyond EFT that doesn't require you to have the, um, uh, to even focus on that particular trauma while healing it. Uh, and you can release that trauma in that way. So I'd, I'd advise uh, checking him out. Uh, his, his recent book on it is called, uh, I think, The Power of the Healing Field. Anyways, that's this mm -hmm. Peter Mark Adams. Yeah, he's uh, quite good. I actually recently had him on our podcast and uh, hasn't been published yet, but um, he's pioneering some interesting stuff there for sure. Yeah. Otherwise I would say that when it comes to soul retrieval, uh, it can be emotional to, you know, go back, find that part of your soul, but usually, um, you know, you, you have a conversation with it and it's like, Hey, how can I help you come back home? How can I help you feel good uh, inside again, you know, and not being, not feeling like you have to hide. Uh, and if you find that this is, 
too much, you know, because it's a big trauma and you don't emotionally, it's difficult for you to uh, engage in that way. It's maybe too intense. Um, then I would suggest, you know, maybe if you think of doing soul retrieval in that way, then maybe being assisted also by, you know, in a therapy of oh, someone that can help you also deal with the emotional side uh, or, you know, that can, that it can bring up to you. Um, because mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's very different from a person to another. I don't know the background. I don't know the trauma you had. Uh, if you feel sensitive, if, if it's telling you like, oh, if I do that, I, I think I'm going to feel a lot. Um, then maybe it's better to, you know, slow down. There's, there's ways to also, you know, go step by step before doing this soul retrieval. You can work on actually like your life and other things around it before going there. Um, it's, it's very personal, the, the, the path that you take. And you, so you can, you know, just go slowly. There is also, um, I, for myself, I developed ceremonies to, kind of cleanse myself, liberate myself from a past event without necessarily doing the soul retrieval, just, you know, a cleansing of certain thing. And so by just doing the ceremony, you know, again and again and again and again, then after that, I feel more, you know, comfortable with them. And then you can, you, you will feel, you know, it's always intuition. It's, it's, it is in your heart and you're like, okay. I think I'm ready to re- to receive this again without feeling too much uh, turmoil. Okay, if you don't feel there, then you start by doing other ceremonies to, you know, kind of just being at peace with with this, and then mm-hmm. you move. It's it's very personal to everyone, but that would be my my guess there. One of the things is to take it slow. And yeah. Love, I mm-hmm. think you're actually a very good example mm-hmm. of this, where you had a lot and you couldn't do it quickly because you'd no. be overwhelmed to try and do everything at once, right? So it's a lot of it's a lot of small. You might have to do many, many, many journeys in soul retrieval, uh, and it might take years, right? That's it takes thing. years. I would say if you have a big traumas or multiple of them, or you have a difficult childhood. Uh, and there's this incident, uh, you know, I'm not afraid to say I was someone that was abused when I was a kid. And uh, it took a lot to me to to take away this. And I, I had also abusive relationship I, that I, I felt I left. I was in 1000 pieces. I was I had to bring that back to me. You know, I don't say it was 1000, but I realized, you know, with with life by growing up and and being older, oh, it's just I understand now, okay. And then I, you know, you work with it, and as you work and shape and bring back power, bring back soul, then you have other understanding that comes to help you more and more for for finding, you know, be feeling whole again, feeling you have your vitality and vibrance as before. It, it really is something though that can take time, you know, take many mm-hmm. many journeys, and and this is one reason why we have the philosophy that we like we don't provide these soul healings ourselves because mm-hmm. we it's not something that you're going to come in once and have a shamanic practitioner <laughs> do something and you're going to walk out there completely healed right mm-hmm. uh, it's it's going to be many many iterations and so we've always thought that you know t- uh, give them give a person a fish you feed them for a day teach a person to fish, you feed them for life, right? Mm -hmm. And so to learn how to do that soul recovery on your own 
will set you up so that you can, over the course of two, three, four years, keep chipping away at it, you yeah. know, bringing back piece by piece slowly. De- yeah, depending on, on the, your past. I, mean, mm-hmm. I would say if you do a soul retrieval, you will feel like you're on a spiritual high. Yes. You'll feel like, oh my gosh, I feel so, wow, ah, amazing. Now, mm-hmm. now the thing is that if you don't integrate it, if you don't align your life, you know, if you keep repeating the same pattern that led to to this soul loss or it's you know if it's coming back again and you're not finding ways to protect yourself cleanse yourself and stay like you know in a healthy relationship boundaries with yourself and the world it will go back again because you're not changing so Mm -hmm. getting it back is one step and it feels amazing but then it, you don't have to, you cannot take it for granted. You have to face yourself. And that, I think that's the difficult part about shamanism and healing is that it's not just about manifesting what you want in life. And it's about facing who you are, cutting out the bullshit and change. And if you're not, if you not don't want that, then don't, don't do shamanism because uh, <laughs> it just won't work for you. I mean, but then if you try manifesting, you the thing is, you know, I think we have to be aware of something here is that manifesting work, when it comes from more the ego place and you manifest what you, or try to manifest what you want, instead of what you need uh you can have it's going to be problematic just telling you that just like that <laughs> so yeah. you're going to think about that one that's the thing shamanic healing kind of addresses a lot of the subconscious things that are holding you back yes right and they're getting in the way of let's say you know magic or manifestation work and all that you can try and manifest as much as you want in your existence and shape it as you want but there's certain things that might be defeating you before you even start this but also ultimately even if let's say you manifest all that you want but not all that you need you won't you won't be fulfilled you won't be healed and ultimately you'll have the same unresolved issue even if if you think you are successful on a material level you there's still thing that will be missing you will want more 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 and you will get nowhere anyway Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, if it's if it's from your ego, right, and not from your higher self, from your from your true self, right. If it's just this, if it's coming from the place of how you've been conditioned by society and even your instincts in this human vessel, right. If you are going by those desires and needs, it can lead to a place where you're ultimately feeling unfulfilled because you're not in harmony with who you truly are. That's the thing, and shamanic path is ultimately yes, healing. But finding who you truly are, being aligned with that, feeling good about it, not because ultimately when we when we are in touch with our true self, we can feel very vulnerable and be like, oh, well, mm-hmm. people will judge me because like I'm not like everyone. It's like no, just embrace your inner beauty, please. We need that in this world. And but to come to come from accepting it, wanting that, and feeling safe by being yourself. And just embrace this vulnerability and saying, okay, not everyone will like me, but at least I will like myself. You know, it's better than the reverse, you know? So something to, to keep in mind, Sh- uh, shamanism is powerful in that way, is that you will heal yourself. Uh, you will feel whole again if you put the work into it. 
it's not easy work, I'll tell you. But ultimately, when you do it, you will feel authentic. You feel healed. You will feel like you're on your path. And uh, this is what mother, I think, ultimately. Yeah. And it might be a little weird, but give yourself permission <laughs> to be weird. That's cool. You'll find <laughs> other <sad>. weirdos. <laughs> it's be weird than mainstream, right? <laughs> we have lots of weirdos here. We are, we are a collective group awesome. of weirdos, and we love being weird here. Amazing. So, <laughs> if you're looking for a community, come join ours. We're right. Yeah, of course. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the yeah. invite. <laughs> we love that. Wow. That was incredible. Thank you guys so much for answering that. That was really, really impactful. Um, I, I didn't realize how much of this whole conversation I was going to take away, but I'm like, wow. Okay. I I'm, there's a lot of me that's taken a lot of notes tonight, which is great. (laughs) Um, now you're going to be joining us for our seance Saturday, which we are super excited about. And you're going to be leading us in a, uh, shamanic drumming cleansing ritual, right? Is that correct? Yes. Absolutely. Awesome. So could you kind of briefly kind of go over what you're going to be doing and kind of, you know, prepare our listeners so that way they know what to expect, what to bring with them, what not to bring with them, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I believe that Kyle is going to be playing one of our drum tracks from YouTube mm-hmm. in the background. So that will just listening to that, that's at about 210 beats per minute. So that's going to kind of put your mind into a nice trance state, right? Nice and relaxed and just open to the world. And so we won't be doing an actual journey, right? Where you're you know, astrally projecting to the other side, because even before you start that kind of activity, there's certain things that you need to kind of get in harmony within your energetic body, within your field and all that. And, uh, and so the idea is going to be that you can just sit there and, you know, I, I suggest either having some earbuds or some uh, headphones and just have a nice dark room where you're not going to be disturbed, where you're, you know, it's nice and private and you're just going to just listen, you know, and Lau is going to lead us through the, the meditation. She has a, a very nice, relaxing ASMR like voice when she's, <laughs> when she's leading this kind of stuff. And, uh, and we're going to do basically a cleansing, right? Where we're going to cleanse all the various parts of your body and your spirit and your soul, send away any negative energies or negative entities, anything that isn't supposed to be there. And then we're going to then be going into an empowerment phase, right? Where we're calling upon all these divine energies from the spirit world, um, all these, um, the four elements and all this, all these various sources, right? Your guardian spirit, all your spiritual guides, your ancestors, calling them to all be with you and present and just empowering you in your life, right? And then, um, and then after that, you know, going into, you're going to be pretty up there in the air. So grounding is always useful after yes. this. So it'll lead just lead you through some grounding and, and that's the idea. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. This is going to be such an amazing experience. And I, for one, am super excited about it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Kyle, do you have any questions for Eric uh, and Alba? I am just over here in, in love with everything I've heard tonight. Um, I, I'll throw the whole way back to the start of the conversation, just talking about how, and I've seen this in chat a couple times, how our values uh, align so well with how we like to look at things within the paranormal when it comes to 
um, I think Eric, you said earlier something to the effect of if there's a bump in the night, we don't just want to throw salt at it and call it a mm-hmm. demon or something like that. And that's uh, that's what got Pagan and I together in the first place to make this podcast and and what we've grown from there. So just a beautiful coming together of um, of values and and ethics in that way. But I really just want to chime in on how um, I'm feeling like this conversation spoke to me on a very personal level tonight. Uh, I'm seeing that a lot in chat, people saying a lot of folks are feeling like there's a little bit of, you know, some of us out there, a little bit of spark of ourself that's missing and certainly felt that way with a lot of the news in the world these days. So I think this is uh, very much going to be a healthy and mm, just go along with my own spiritual practice this weekend. This is something I've been Mm -hmm. working on and I can't wait to apply this to it. That's amazing. I have just, you know, and and that's the thing. And I want to say we all have this. We all have power loss, soul loss to a certain level in our life. And sometimes there's part where it's harder when it's like just oh my gosh it's feel like it's the end of the world a series of bad luck and that's one thing if you feel like you have a series of bad luck in your life it's usually just a call from the spirit to align you with your true path it's telling you hey it's maybe time to reconsider what you're doing in life or uh, what's going on in your environment so you can feel aligned and Mm -hmm. Um, and this is what, for me, this is what was just so mind blowing, uh, on my own path before, I, I, you know, before the center and even before, before the center, I had a, a professional visual artist career. I was a painter and I was seeing spiritual art. And, but even before that, you know, I was not aligned. I could feel it. I had a lot of, of things going on in my life. And, but even when I chose the, to be an artist in my life and that was a big for me that was like my childhood dream to be this artist and living from my art and and I've I've done it and I mean I I I mean I I've done it it was great but um at some point you know as with my spiritual practice I start meditating and so on. And the spirit were coming in my life, paranormal experience. I couldn't explain. Uh, and at some point I tell my friends, two of my friends, I tell them, um, do you know a medium? Cause I need help. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what's going on with my life and I have paranormal experience. I don't know how to explain. And the same day, you know, on like Facebook Messenger, they both, they don't know each other. They both say, I don't know a medium, but I know a shaman. I'm like, huh, shaman, what was that? <laughs> and, and so they, they suggest me, refer me to different shaman, but a shamanic practitioner. But I went to see one and that, that was life-changing. This, this woman, uh, she, pretty much was able to tell how my life would go in the next six months. And like, like this in 15 minutes, she sat, she closed her eyes. She's like, I'm talking to my guy. She said, you're overdue to talk with the spirit. You will have a difficult fall, like a difficult autumn, which was like in June. And she said, you'll have a difficult autumn. And I say, you're working with children. I was not working with children. I was a professional artist, like working in my studio. And then the fall arrived, uh, my apartment went on fire. Uh, <laughs> plus it was a weekend when there was like 
five tornado and there's just no tornado in Canada. Okay. It's just, just not something that happened in Quebec. It was five of them. And that weekend, everyone was looking for an apartment. I moved like four times. I lived like in different friends place and so on uh, with my boyfriend at a time. Um, I had exhibition going on at the same time. And then as uh, all of a sudden I started having contract to work um, for an art center, moving to schools to teach like children activities. I was came also, from nowhere. You'd never worked with children before. <laughs> I was then teaching <laughs> children in uh, during weekend time for the city where I was working for. And I was just having all these different children teaching. <laughs> there was like five of them in like two months. And I was just all over the place. And then like winter arrived and um, I lost my grandmother. And uh, it makes me think about life, you know, makes me think about life, put life in perspective. And it makes me realize that I need to move on from my relationship. I decided to end my relationship six years, you know, wonderful person. I ended it. And then, you know, I just start practicing shamanism because I'm like, well, I mean, I was like, okay, this lady in 15 minutes, pretty much <laughs> tell like my next six months of my life, just like this. And it was accurate, more than accurate. And I'm like, okay, I have to take this seriously. And so I pretty much started to say, oh, how can I integrate shamanism more seriously in my life? Because um, as I was an artist, what is in the background of of my head was how can I help people at the same time? I was considering I was considering doing art therapy, and now I'm like, I know now. This is art with shamanism. This is what I'm working on right now, kind of art healing with shamanism. And uh, it's not like a course that we have so far because I'm still working on it. It's been in the background mm -hmm. for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> it needs to finally happen. For the last three years, I've, it's my baby. I need to really, you know, let it really. Uh, <laughs> and we have the core program right now mm -hmm. um, for shamanism, but uh, that we had to work on first anyways to start the, to start the center. But um, yeah, so all of this to say that everything came together for me, but I had to, you know, <laughs> I needed the tornadoes, the fire, mm -hmm. you know, my all to, to make me realize, hey, hello, wake up. We need you in shamanic practice. That's ultimately uh, a call to initiation. Yes, right? yes. Yeah. And so sometimes it's not the shamanic practice. Sometimes it's like you to be a writer, you to be mm -hmm. something that you need to be a nurse or whatever, what is your heart is calling you to. Uh, mine was heart in shamanism, but uh, I mean, the spirit will help you. Uh, become what you need to become in this life to, you know, to feel, fulfill your full potential. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. And five tornadoes and you guys <laughs> live in Ontario, right? Yes. But it wasn't Quebec. It's even colder. Like it's like, just like, it's insane. It's made no sense. Happen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just, this is one time and like, I don't even I think it's never happened before. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. That is insane. But I'm so glad that you ended up on the path that you are because now it led you to talking to us and teaching us all of this amazing information tonight, which has been so impactful. Uh, so why don't you tell everybody a little bit about Spirit World Center, where they can find you guys, about your classes, tell everybody everything so they can go subscribe to them all. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Well, first off, though, we're, we're very excited for Saturday. Um, everybody, it's going to be like taking your car into the shop. You know, we're going to change your oil, change your spark plugs, get everything, you know, all the gunk out and get everything good in. Uh, so that's the plan there. Um, if you want to check out what we do and what we have going, we have uh, the Spirit World, uh, spiritworldcenter.com. That's uh, where you can find uh, all of our various apprenticeship programs and all of our links. We also have the, the Spirit World Center podcast that's available on all the major podcast uh, players and such. And we have a fantastic interview on there with, uh, with Brittany. Yes. And uh, <laughs> let's see, we also have our Instagram account that's spirit underscore world underscore center. Um, yeah, if you write Spirit there. World Center, Eric and Lauva, you're pretty much sure to find something about us. Like <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Uh, Just Google us, the Spirit yeah. World Center. The only other place that there's a Spirit World in somewhere in the U.S. and it's a gigantic liquor store. We are not that. <laughs> uh, we are the, the Spirit World Center. You'll you'll find us yeah. <laughs> for sure. And like for the program, we have two main program, which is uh, the first is shamanic apprenticeship, and the other one is shamanic witchcraft, which is kind of like a different to like a shamanic perspective on witchcraft which helps you connect with the spirit for your craft pretty much and shamanic um shamanic apprenticeship is where we learn uh about how to do soul retrieval power retrieval ancestral healing because once you and something we didn't talk about yet but nothing really start with you you know it's usually like ancestral pattern coming down to you and you just kind of have a certain twisted pattern of something to heal that is like from a long time ago but if you master you know your life your emotions so on then you can you know not pass that uh unhelpful pattern to your descendant but also you can help your ancestor to uh pretty much resolve their issues and be liberated and then move on as well so mm -hmm. it's kind of a the, the, you're kind of the trunk in between the the bridge the the, the tree kyle posted our website three times in the chat oh, that's lucky oh awesome. three. we like Make number sure three. everybody knows it <laughs> <laughs> and talking about the website we're currently working on a new website uh it should be on for the if we can End like of april hopefully hopefully <laughs> it's just like you know websites it's just like it takes forever and this is going to be yeah. great because we yeah. are going to have finally an online learning portal so Yay. everyone can get all their lessons Yay. online and watch videos of us and all that fun stuff right yeah right now the way it works but you know if, like if you ever want to subscribe now uh, you will have access to the online, you know, new portal thingy that we're working on right now. Right now, the way it works is that we send email and every, like once a month or twice a month, depending on the program, like the apprenticeship you choose, uh, you meet with me or Eric and like we guide you like through like any kind of blockages you have on your spiritual path. So we can talk about um, the actual course material that you receive weekly, but we can also mm -hmm. talk like, hey, what's going on? What, what's blocking you right now in your life? And we talk about any kind of, you know, <laughs> things that are in the way, like perfectionism, blockages, uh, uh, procrastination, lack of motivation, any fears, any kind of anything that is like, I don't get to what I want to get to. How is, yes. I mean, and this is kind of a twist from uh, my 
creative practice yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, creativity creativity coaching is that you know this artist block it's everywhere in all our life it's not just <laughs> that you, you, you uh-huh. artist spiritual anything you want to get to uh, you we have the same blockage and it's at, at the core it's the same thing so um i kind of add that uh, mentoring to to the course so we can move through uh, what's blocking you to, to to do what you want to do in life. And it's something that especially happens when you're on a path of spiritual healing <laughs> yeah. and you're trying to overcome and rise over your ego, I want to heal all these pain. things. <laughs> and suddenly your ego goes into defensive mode where it's like, yeah. well, I don't know. You know, I just start bringing up things like perfectionism and, you know, the, the other, all these other or, concerns, or, everything yeah, getting in the way as a self-defense, Self-talk, right? Yeah. So it's, it's useful to have oh. this monthly meeting with someone who's been there before. Cause it's like, look, yeah, it, it goes beyond the curriculum. Cause it's like, okay, this is the coaching of how to get you to stay on a spiritual path yeah. and, and continue to do the work. Right? Yeah. And when it comes to the curriculum, you know, it's, one week you receive it's not we don't give a lot of things to do but it's very practical it's yeah. like mm-hmm. you get in the mud and you do the work and so this is why why it is demanding because it's not really too much intellectual like this there is a core the theory uh, is there theory yeah thank but you but you're theory. not gonna be reading all that no yeah uh, like this okay theory and then practice and it's like go do this and then where you're really going to learn no. is what the spirits tell you in journey. It's space. like one hour of your time per week. Okay. One hour to one hour, maybe two hours if you really want. But I mean, like usually one hour is enough to read the email, prepare yourself and go on a journey to do something in journey. And I would say that pretty much every email that we give you, every course material you receive, it's not just one journey worth like you can do like at least 20 to 100 journey easily with every week because you we, can finish the curriculum in 18 months but at the same time if you go back to those earlier emails like, take up all the ideas you literally have <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like because we go we, we give you the core we give you the frame of what you can do in journey and we're like okay here's what you can work on here's some questions here's some you have the, the the skeleton of what you can do to help yourself and and then with this, then you can go and ask your God, because I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what you do with your life. No. Who am I to do that? No, no, no. May I want you to, you go talk to your spirit guides and he's going to help you. But what I do is that I give you all the tools that I accumulate with my experience that help me to move through my life, all the ceremonies, everything. And I put that together in a, structured way so it's easier for you to to understand kind of the shamanic cosmology it's important to have a cosmology behind it and and mm-hmm. and then when you understand that then you can move through all the the different steps this is why it takes 18 months to pretty much have the core of all the healing program because there's so many things to kind of learn to be like okay this i okay i understand that and you have all these different parts to get mm-hmm. to uh it, it's like um it's like when you want to try you start drawing or painting you know like it's like where do i freaking start like okay there's like all the, okay there's the pencil and there's the, the, the paper there's like this different style and there's the, there's so many things so it's pretty much this it's it's really a skill it's this it's a skill and what i do is i put everything together for you 
to uh, to learn uh, the core and understand the basic, the structure of uh, shamanism. So then you can use it. And as you learn how to use it, you'll get the flow, you'll feel your own style and you're going to be like pretty much a master. You're going to do masterpiece journeying for yourself at the end. <laughs> and you can find all this and more at spiritworldcenter.com. Yeah. That I love it. <laughs> was amazing. I yeah, I I I am so in love. I am so so glad we got to have you on the show tonight and I know our chat has appreciated it so much. Many people out there saying uh that they had similar experiences throughout and and just a lot of uh, relating to what we're all talking about. So mm-hmm. oh. I I feel like a, a little awakening tonight. This has just been so, I mean, I can't <laughs> say it enough. It was such a perfect um, culmination and timing. So yes. truly, thank you both for joining us this evening. Thank you so much for having us. We've had a great time. Yeah, it's great. And looking forward to Saturday. Yes, a beautiful, yes. like only beginning to a much, much larger conversation and ongoing topics we can discuss here in the future. It is a great reminder to everyone in chat that we will be back here on twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Paranormal this Saturday. That is, pardon me, looking at the calendar for folks at home, the 16th of April Mm -hmm. at 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific. If you tune in, we will be here. We're going to be doing everything we discussed and more tonight. It's going to be so good. I cannot wait. Um, I will probably do a little like a pre-set up to the stream, make sure things are working at 630 Mm -hmm. because the tech um, difficulties (laughs) are finding us. Like Lava said tonight, maybe that's a little bit of something of me coming through that I need to work on. Mm -hmm. And I think it is. So I really, really, really can't wait. Uh, to everyone out there listening, I hope you stay super safe this week. Pagan, thank you so much for bringing yes. all your insights and this beautiful conversation together tonight. To Eric, to Lava, thank you again for bringing your beautiful insights to the conversation. I am going to hop out of the call and do a quick wind down with our audience. So to everyone, we will see you this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Stay safe out there, folks. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. You, Chat, that was gorgeous. Absolutely wonderful. I mean, I am uh, sort of floored by how just a beautiful conversation. It is so fun to meet new folks. I'm so glad Pagan got them uh, in contact and brought them by. Spirit World Center, everyone. Go check out Eric and Lava right now. There is a link for you in chat. Oh, the bot's even reminding everyone to go and get subscribed to our own content. Thanks, bot. Uh, Revelatornetwork.com forward slash subscribe. The website is new. Um, It is something we're working on, too. I was kind of laughing when they mentioned uh, the struggles of setting up a new website because, yes, it's it's a lot. We are uh, transitioning over to one. I even have a warning at the top to look out for potholes. Our major membership, though, is actually on coffee these days. So that link is hopefully redirected. I mean, gets people where I want them to go. I see that. So check that out. Consider becoming a member if you missed any of these conversations or you missed the Saturday, can't be there at that time. That'll be archived for our $25 a month contributor members. Consider checking that one out. We also have a new tier, our $15 a month donors. You get access to a bunch of tarot reads and behind the scenes stuff at the Revelator Podcast Network HQ. As we move into the summer, the uh, Victorian home that we been restoring is going to come more and more and more onto the center stage as we begin uh, opening it up to people in the near future to do some seances hopefully this fall but we'll see with how things are going covid the world all those things we're keeping a very close eye on but what we're going to be doing is opening up more and more and more summer is going to bring more renovation so look out for that we're going to have some goals we need to hit things that need to be done before we have people here for safety purposes and getting things up to code the house is old and needs repair but 
We've been having amazing sessions here. I'm so thankful to have moved into it. And tonight's conversation reminded me of that. Um, One of the things I kind of forget, you guys, is before I left my last apartment this past summer, the building that was attached to it burnt down. Like it was a serious shove to like go, go, go. My life for the last two years has been, I think, trying to push us here. And uh, yeah, I reflected on that a lot during tonight's interview. Thank you to everyone listening at home, truly from the bottom of our hearts. Make sure you're subscribed to the Chaos and Shadow podcast. Go check out the membership program, revelatornetwork.com forward slash subscribe. Revelator Network's the place to go. It's got all the things brand new. It's still coming along. Check it out, though, and make sure you go over to spiritworldcenter.com. Eric and Lava, just absolutely beautiful conversation tonight. So stay safe, gang. We'll talk to you very soon. I'm out of here. Bye-bye.